hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes. You can find us on our website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. And you can find our podcast on the website at 2 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays, as well as syndicated at 1 p.m. Eastern on milehighradio.com. That's milehiradio.com. And today's episode, we are going to be talking about productivity problems. The reason I'm talking about this one today is because I have, in working with organizations and clients and individuals on facilitating outcomes, which means that we have to figure out what success looks like and then develop an action plan and looking at strategic planning and talent development and applied learning and training, we always come back to this one issue of working with teams and work groups and people in general about productivity. How can I be more productive? How can I get more out of my day? How can I move the needle in being able to do more in the amount of time that I have? And so I can't tell you how many times people will say, I just got sucked into the rabbit hole of getting stuck on Facebook, or this task was taking way too long, or I was having writer's block, or I wasn't being creative, or I was just up against the wall, and I don't know where my day went. So if this is you, um, and you find that you are not as productive as you want to be, and you find that you have great intentions with your to-do lists and your action plans and your calendar and your schedule, but ultimately something always seems to fall by the wayside, you always seem to run into a situation where there is way more for you to do than time for you to do it, then this is a wonderful episode for you because I am going to share with you my top three tips that I use in helping me to stay productive and focused and to help facilitate me getting to that moment of success and being able to sustain it. Now, part of the reason why I decided that I was going to do this episode is because I have a what most people would consider to be a very, very full, quote-unquote, schedule. Um, I host the podcast. I participate in think tanks and work groups and design groups. I have several different projects in the air all at once. I have my individual clients that I work with. I have organizations that I work with. I speak. I train. Um, I consult on different projects. And I actually have a life where I travel and I enjoy myself and I ride my motorcycle Um, not nearly as much as I want to, and I take very frequent visits to the beach. So people look at me and they say, oh my God, how in the world do you get things done? How do you do all of this? And so I realized that productivity and having enough time to do things is something that everybody struggles with, particularly in this case where we want more success, but having more success usually means having more responsibility And having more responsibility usually means having more things to do. And then you're back in the cycle of how do you get it done? How do you do it all? So in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about three top three tips that I use in determining my my rhythm and flow to my schedule, my workflow, as well as how I manage to determine what's important and what's not and how to get things done. So I hope that you are either downloading this so that you can listen to it later 
or that you are taking notes because I can guarantee you that I'm going to give you some things that can be immediately implemented that will assist you in kind of getting over your productivity problems. So first thing, you have to make a determination about what to do. And I will say that again, you have to make a decision and a determination about what to do. Yes, there are tons of things that may be externally placed on you by requirements from work or your supervisor or problems that you have to solve, work teams that you're working on, dynamics that of your family and, and other personal responsibilities. So yes, there are things that you have to do. But you can ultimately make the decision about which things you are going to do. Just because someone gives you something and says that this is something that has to be done does not mean that you are the person that has to do it. And if it is something that you have to do, you have to make a determination about how you do it. So case in point, we're going to start. Mind movie of success. If you've listened to some of my past episodes, you may have heard me discuss the fact that before you can put together any type of action plan, strategy, et cetera, for um, getting to a specific outcome or getting to success, you have to have a clear vision and a clear picture of what success looks like. So picture a day in the life, 24 hours from the moment you wake up until the moment you go to bed. What do you want your life to look like? How are you going, where are you going to wake up? Who are you going to wake up next to? What are you going to do first during the day? And I want you to think about it from the standpoint of if a reality TV show was going to follow you around for 24 hours, what would they see? How are you going to be, how are you being effective? What are you doing during the day? You know, I actually wrote out a mind movie where I said that my alarm softly beeps playing classical music. I awaken to a view of the ocean and hearing birds outside, seagulls outside singing. I get up, I take a shower, I get ready, I listen to music, I have some chamomile tea as I go over my schedule for the day and I determine which calls I'm going to follow, I take a look at my appointments to see which meetings I'm going to attend and then I organize my workflow as far as what proposals I'm going to be working on, which client projects and then planning my speaking engagements and my traveling tour. Just to give you a little hint um, or an example. But you need to be able to create this mind movie of what your day looks like every day, every week. What do you want it to look like? How do you want to flow from one thing to another? How do you want to feel? Nobody wants to feel stressed. Nobody wants to feel overwhelmed. Nobody wants to feel as if there's not enough time in the day. So if you're feeling those things, it's because you're not effectively planning and thinking out, what do I want with intention? And then being able to do what I call deconstruct to reconstruct. Acting, asking yourself, what is needed to make that happen? So when I have a picture of my day and I have a picture of this project that I'm working on and I have a picture of the things that I need to accomplish, what does it look like being successfully done? And then I ask myself, what is needed to make that happen? And then I just list out what is needed. I don't think about the requirements. I don't think about the time or the effort or the money or anything that, like that that's required or the resources. I just think of what needs to happen in order to make me get to that ultimate vision of success. So once I've done that, then I go into, I've got this long list of to-dos or things that have to be done, action steps. 
And so because I have this long list of things to do in these action steps, what most people do is they have this list and then they try to fit the list into their day and then they feel really overwhelmed because they've got this long list of stuff to do and they feel like they're constantly up against the wall about things that have to happen. So instead, once you have your list, point number two, you have to develop a rhythm and flow. And a rhythm and flow is understanding that we each have natural rhythms as far as when is the best time for us to do certain tasks. And understanding your rhythm now helps you to put together a flow to your day. So for example, if one of the things that I noticed about myself is that I am kind of a night owl when it comes to creating. So if, it, if there's something where I have to create a proposal or design a, a, um, a curriculum or look at creating a strategic plan, anything that requires me to create something out of nothing, I do that better at night. So if at all possible, or you know, at least later in the day, if at all possible, I try to assign my workflow or my daily flow based on the rhythms. I am great with working with clients and training and doing that kind of thing. Usually around 10 o'clock in the morning is my sweet spot with it. So if I'm going to be speaking or if I'm going to be doing a training or, um, or an applied learning session or an intensive or anything like that, I try to schedule it during those blocks when my natural rhythm has me at operating at my peak where I am on and I am, and I am in it and I'm engaged and I'm enthusiastic and I have all of my faculties that's coming to bear on all of my talents and my gifts. So thinking about it, when is the best time for you to be creative? When is the best time for you to be collaborative? When is the best time for you to tackle difficult things where you have to problem solve? When is the best time for you to work one-on-one? -on -one? When is the best time for you to operate within a group? When is the best time for you to work by yourself? When is the best time for you to do meaningless things that don't require a whole lot of thought? So thinking about when is the best time for you to do these things is at what point in the day and at what day in the week and at what time of the month are you best at these particular things? So identifying all of the different things that need to be done in your life, all of the different action steps that need to be taken in your life, and then looking at when do I feel at my best when I'm doing these things? And that may take you observing and just kind of reflecting and writing down things for you know a couple of weeks to figure out exactly when you feel at your best when you're doing stuff. But it's, it's, it's research time that's well spent because you'll begin to understand when is the best time for you to operate and to flow into different activities based on your natural rhythm. Now, I know what you're saying. I work a nine to five. Um, I don't have the liberty of changing around my time. I have to do it when I have to do it. I'm not gonna take work home and work on it at night. Okay, fine. But within the parameters that you are given in terms of when you need to work on things and when things need to be done, you can figure out when is the best time based on your natural rhythm. There are some people I know, don't talk to them in the morning before they've had their coffee. 
if you know me personally, you know that I'm at my best talking to people starting at 10 in the morning. So I rarely schedule calls or activities where I have to, to start and talk to people and engage with people really, really, really early in the morning. If I do, then I have to prepare for that a few days beforehand in order to set myself up for success. So I'm not saying that the natural rhythm and flow is something that is set in stone that you can't change. You can adjust it and you can prepare for it. You just have to be aware of it. So first one, we have an, a, a mind movie or a vision of what success looks like and what our day would look like successfully operating. And then we deconstruct to reconstruct so that we can outline specifically what is needed to make these things happen. Then step two, we understand and we identify our natural rhythm so that we can identify and create a natural flow to our work day as well as a natural flow to the times that we spend personally with ourselves, the time we spend with our families, with our friends, and making sure that whatever task that you assign yourself to do or that you take on to do, you are doing that in a moment that is more conducive to you being at your best. It doesn't work if you're going to try to force it. I have been there where I have a list a mile long of things that have to be done and I say to myself, you know what, I'm just gonna plow through this because I do not have the luxury of time to go back and, and do this later. What happens? If I'm not in a creative mood, if I'm not in a creative mode where I can write effectively and I try to force it, I spend extra time, extra energy, extra effort to produce something that ultimately is not gonna be my best work and then guess what? I'm gonna have to go back and redo it anyway. So I have just, in essence, burned up twice the amount of time by trying to fight my natural rhythm so that in creating a flow that is most optimizing of my talent and my time and my abilities. You have to be in alignment with yourself. You have to understand what works best for you and when you're at your best. So if you're not gonna do that and if you're just gonna plow through and try to force things, it's not gonna work and you're gonna end up having to redo it anyway. So take the smarter approach, do some research on yourself and reflection on yourself to figure out what things work best for you and then try and align your flow of your day so that it actually works. So we talked about your mind movie of success and deconstructing to reconstruct. We talked about your natural rhythm and your flow of when are your natural rhythms, when's the best time for you to do certain tasks, and then how to schedule or align the tasks that you have to do, the actions you have to take, with a flow of your day that aligns with your natural rhythm. So, the third thing that I want you to think about, and remember, just do nothing. And I know you're like, wait, you, you just said this is about productivity. I can't just do nothing because I need to do something. I have all of these things that I have to do. But just like you have a natural rhythm and flow and you understand your natural rhythms and when you are best at certain things and so you align and, and you know put that together with a flow to your day, you have to understand that sometimes you just can't do anything. It's not flowing, it's not clicking, it's not working. But even with that, you still have to actively 
think about and schedule and a lot and allocate time to just do nothing. Now, these are the times when you recharge. This is the time when you relax. This is the time when you reflect and you think about what's going well and that's what's not going well and how you need to adjust. You cannot be productive for a long period of time without making shifts, without taking time to reflect, without having some downtime. So part of what I do is every time I'm shifting to a new task or I'm shifting to a new action step or I'm shifting directions. So if I'm creating something by, you know, working on a project and creating and writing a speech or or recording a podcast, I don't immediately start the next task until I do nothing for a minute. So I'll take about five minutes and I'll, you know, think about what did this, what went well with this, or I'll meditate slightly, or I'll in, you know, I'll listen to some music. Your brain needs time to shift. Your brain needs time to close out what you were just working on and then getting yourself ready for the next thing. Ideally, going from task to task, you should have a 15 minute break before you do a complete shift. So what I mean by that is, if I'm working and I'm having strategy sessions with clients, and I'm talking to people one-on-one or I'm talking to a team um, and then I have, I can't do back-to-back calls with that. You can't because your brain needs time, your mind needs time to shift from the people you were just talking about, the problem that you were focusing on and the work that you were doing to then rest and purge and then shift to get ready for the next thing. So when I first started and I was doing consulting, I had calls scheduled back-to-back-to-back-to-back And I was wondering why I was exhausted because my brain was on overload and everything started kind of, you know, running together. So instead, you have to have these buffer periods in between each one of your your tasks and your assignments. So that way, you're able to make sure that you're giving your mind a chance to rest before you do something else. So that's taking the rest charge and the do-nothing time as a buffer in between different tasks. The other point in that is that you actually have to schedule in time at least once a week, preferably once a day, where you do nothing. You allow your mind to wander, you allow yourself to decompress, you relax, you listen to music, you light a candle, you have a glass of wine, something that is going to allow you to decompress. You have to take that downtime. If you don't take that downtime, you're not allowing your mind to be able to purge itself and to be able to clear itself so that you can refill it with something else tomorrow. So making that time to just do nothing. Self-care, self-preservation is not selfish. It is necessary. So even during the day when you're at work, you have to take out time. I know in this world of always being on and having working lunches, It seems like the most effective way to be productive and to get more done. But your lunchtime is your time to decompress, not to work further. Your lunchtime is your time to exhale, not to fit in another task or another meeting. So you have to build in those times to just do nothing. To recharge, to reset, to relax, to reflect. You have to build that in. It is absolutely, positively imperative and necessary. 
We cannot be more productive if we don't take time to do nothing. And I know that may seem counterintuitive, but it's true. And unless you take the time to just do nothing, what you're going to find is that you're going to burn yourself out. And then you're going to have real productivity problems because you're going to be pushing yourself to try to do more and try to make up for the fact that your, your mind is not functioning and your body needs rest and you're trying to push something that's not going to work. So productivity problems in a nutshell, making the best decisions about what has to be happen, what has to be done based on your vision of success and deconstructing to reconstruct on what needs to happen, what needs to be done to make that happen. Number two, identifying your rhythm and flow, understanding that there is a natural order to things in terms of when you wanna do things and how you wanna do things, and being able to identify and create a schedule or a flow of your activities and your tasks based on what works best for you. And then number three, being able to tell yourself it's okay for me to just do nothing where I can recharge, I can relax, I can reflect, and I can reset. So I hope this has been helpful for you. This is Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes. And we do that through strategic planning and development, talent development, and applied learning. Visit our website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com for information about us, our services, as well as to listen to past episodes of our podcast. New episodes come out on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern time on our website. And we are syndicated on Mile High Radio. That's milehiradio.com on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. So be sure to tune in. Send us a message on um, our website to let us know what you're thinking, if you have any questions, how this has impacted you. You can also find us on iTunes, um, Google Play, Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher. We have a YouTube channel. We're on everything. So there's no way that you can't find us and tune in. Um, I hope this has been helpful. I hope that you have found some, some specific steps that you can implement immediately so that you can begin the process of changing your mindset and mastering your success. Until next time, make it a great one.